0: This is the Mentoring Moments Podcast with Jensen Franklin and Marcus Well, Welcome to Mentoring Moments. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Jensen Franklin, Tyshawn Rowland, and Noah Herring. Uh, I'm Marcus Meekum, and we're at the Forward Conference. And last year, we had some conversations with some different young leaders, and so we thought that we would do the same thing again this year. And I think I have a few things I want to do today. Of course, I think any questions you want to ask pastor, that's why we're, we're really here. But another big thing is we have a lot of young leaders watch this. We have a lot of pastors watch this. And I thought it would make sense if we would let you guys maybe even talk to us as youth pastors. Like what, what are some things we can do as pastors to serve you, to serve, help you reach young people? You know, because a lot of times we, you know, we don't even know what we're not doing. And so there's that disconnect so I thought it might be good to say, what are some things that you've done to build that bridge to your pastors? What are some, some things like that that we could maybe do? And so, Noah, talk to us a little bit. Yeah. Hey, Great job, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just had a session
1: that we just came out of, and uh, these guys um, just were amazing and uh, just incredible content, incredible communication to a new generation of young people and young youth pastors. And uh, it was so, so beautiful, so powerful. We appreciate who you are. We appreciate your voices uh, in this generation. Usually when God is going to touch a generation, He calls someone out of that generation. He doesn't usually call an older person to although there are multi-generational ministries, ours would be one. But he's really after someone in that generation, and I feel like that I'm talking to two of those voices that Absolutely. God has sovereignly laid His hand upon. And uh, you, you are the next wave. You and many others out there that are the next wave of leaders. And just, just as an observer. Um, There has never been, on a level of communication, a generation as well versed and as well able to communicate the gospel as your generation. There are many other generations like mine that brought a lot of inspiration, but sometimes the theology and the information was not there, but what they didn't have they made up for an inspiration. but when you ever get the mixture of inspiration with information mm-hmm. uh, there is a powerful thing and your challenge will be your I believe the challenge of your generation is to is not information because right here you have more technology in your back pocket you you have access to to the greatest messages and sermons and quick information uh, that would take weeks to develop previously. But the greatest challenge to your generation, from my perspective, is to have inspiration, meaning the anointing, meaning a move of God with the teaching, with the powerful um, presentation that your generation does. You're much more disciplined in uh, I think uh, than previous generations, but there's so much more to reaching a generation. There must be the most powerful preachers are preachers who have information, but they also, when they bring that word, it changes the atmosphere. Yeah that they bring it into, and the presence, they facilitate the presence of God yeah. into that room. So I see that in you guys, and I see that in others that God is raising up, and uh, we're, we're, we're delighted you're on mentoring with us, and we're believing God to really speak to youth uh, pastors out there, but beyond that, to young pastors out there, and to my generation, and to Marcus's generation, of how we can run
2: together, because we need to run together. Yeah. This is such an honor for us. Uh, Pastor Jensen, what you were just talking about um, with, like like I'm hearing you say that uh, about your generation, and I literally think of you when I think about preaching with the power of the Holy Spirit being evident in the room, stewarding the, the Holy Spirit moving in the room. Um, I would say that uh, that is something I would love to, to learn more about. Uh, and, uh, there've been times when I, I feel like as a young preacher, I've done that intentionally. And then there's been times I've done it accidentally. And then there've been a lot of times where I've really messed it up and I felt the Holy Spirit moving and I've tried to, uh, to do my own thing. And so would you actually mind just talking about like what you're thinking about while you're preaching and you feel the Holy Spirit moving, um,
1: uh, Great. Al- always in prepping for a service, um, I don't just. I ask myself, "Why am I preaching this? Mm-hmm. Why? Why does this matter now?" Mm-hmm. And and so, if I can't feel it, mm-hmm. if if it doesn't touch me, if it doesn't move me, if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't challenge me, or if it doesn't just quicken me, yeah. if it doesn't just change my mood, change, get me into the spirit. You know, I, I, why would I try to preach it to somebody else? Wow. So, you know, that really matters to me. Like if it's even, even I think there's times when I need like a, um, a dream message. I, I need somebody to feed my dream. I need somebody to inspire me. I need to not just see the negative and see the challenge and talk about, Trials and tribulations, there are other times where I really need uh somebody to take me somewhere else you know and and, and does that make sense Absolutely. and and help help me uh dream again, yeah, you know, so when I start feeling like that i 've learned that 's the nudging of the lord and the, and what i 'm trying to get to is God will anoint you uh to bring those messages and then it's up to you to really get the burden for those yeah. messages and if you get the burden for it and you really believe because you know how much you needed that you know yeah. Um, yeah. It, it has a tendency to really connect with a, with a congregation and so I, I, I think too just facilitating the Holy Spirit means a lot of times um, doing it before you get in the pulpit you know do do it do it alone with god first in private do it uh through worship you know i'm a i'm a singer i'm a musician I'm, i love music i play the piano there's always a song working in me maybe an old hymn it may be something i heard the team do today but there there usually is a song for me and it'll go around in me for two or three weeks sometimes And and, uh, lately it's been, uh, uh, worthy is your name, Jesus. If I just start singing that or humming that, I feel the presence of the Lord. Many times in my car, all by myself, I'll just start singing. And when a song's fresh on me, sometimes it's an old hymn. These are just little things you don't think anything about. But the more I think about it, it's facilitating the Holy Spirit. Anywhere he's invited, he'll come. Yeah. And don't wait until you get in the pulpit, but go on and spend time with him. And that way, when you get in the pulpit, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter if they just had a hundred announcements. It doesn't matter if I go to worthy is your name, Jesus. The atmosphere starts changing yeah. that is conducive to everything the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about that service. Wow. So be sensitive, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And and want it. It starts with desire. Yeah. It starts with, I want to do more, then get up here and bring a truth yeah. and give a lesson. I want an impact to happen. And when you desire it, that's where it starts. The Holy Spirit works through desire. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think I think from my generation, one, just thank you for even being a person that we could watch. I think both you and Pastor Marcus, you talking about our generation being good speakers, it's really because we just sat down and watched all your guys' sermons online in a way that probably, I think practically a lot of people, I don't know, just think about that. Like since I was a teenager... It was, which preacher am I going to watch on my phone? Then I'm going to watch another preacher when I get home, and I'm going to watch another preacher. So I think my generation is a byproduct of actually watching you guys. And I think the thing that we can't see is the way that you guys live your life privately. I think for me, I, I was talking to Pastor Marcus yesterday. I'm turning 30 next month. And I'm just thinking about right now, not what stage I'm gonna step on or how I'm gonna prepare for a message. My question is, what kind of man am I gonna be? How should I be carrying myself right now Because one day I will be getting to the years that you guys are living in. And what are things that you could tell people like me and Noah? Because so many people watch your messages. So many people follow you on Instagram. And we're so encouraged by the way you lived your life. But I think it would be helpful for us to know what does that living look like as a young man in ministry desiring to do the things that you've done, build the things that you've built? Like, what should we be thinking about and living like? I'll let you take a stab at that no good
0: I, I think a big a big thing is is being willing to be hidden mm. you know a lot of guys that get out front quick they get too much light too fast and um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that you know if you read the Bible you got an entire book called the book of judges where God supernaturally raises someone out of nothing into great prominence so God does do that but I think Historically, the way God does it, if you read the Bible, is it's, it's a slower process. Wow. And when you're young, you think if it's not an overnight sensation, it's it's not God. Wow. Because that's what that's what everybody props up. So everybody thinks, well, man, if God really loves me and if God's really going to use me, He's going to do it like that. Hmm. Yeah. When the truth is, rarely is that how God does it in Scripture. Usually, it's little by little. It's a very slow process. It's, it's if God's the kingmaker, which I think he's the best kingmaker, and, you know, we're still kings and priests, so the Bible says if God, in, in Revelation 3, if God gives you the crown, no man can take it from you. So in other words, develop your skill set in the hidden places. You know, develop, you know, that's, every time I feel like I should be somewhere and I'm not there, there's always this quiet voice saying, it's okay because you get it, you're getting better. Yeah. You know, you're developing your skill set more right now. So when if the opportunities come, you're gonna be more prepared. You're gonna have your skill set's gonna be more ready. It's don't you know, you're not racing. You're not yeah. you're yeah. not there there is nobody that's run your race, that's on your path. You know, so be at peace with that. Look at other people, watch other people. But be at peace with the fact that, um so that's, I, I think for me, that, but that's my message. You know, my message is, you know, that God's grace for me has been hiding me. And to someone else, they may see like it's happened fast. But in my mind, it's been this real slow, like, is it ever going to happen? Is God ever going to? Do anything. Even in my church, it was that way for years. You know, everybody else is getting their buildings, and everybody else is, and I'm just sitting there like seven services a weekend because we just don't have the resources to do anything else. And you know, and everything's falling apart, and nothing works. And you know, but I just kept winning souls, and just saying, "Well, I guess this is my lot. I guess this is my place." And then eventually, God sees you're faithful, and there's a sudden burst, or there's a sudden. Way that things go up. So, I. Yeah,
1: what he's saying is so true. Um, one of the big things that happened to me, and I've noticed it, it's the strangest thing. Even us sitting here um, together doing this at Forward Conference, there was a time when you were watching us and receiving from us by video or. Yeah. Yeah. Television or whatever, um, <clears throat> podcasts, whatever. But that began a gravity of pulling you towards certain ministries that God wants to connect to you. I look back over my life and I remember when I was a teenager, just maybe tw- 20, 20, not a teenager, but 20 years old, maybe even younger than that. Actually, I was a teenager. And I would listen to a guy's cassette tape named Ronnie Brock, and this sounds so crazy. I was so obsessed over this guy because I wanted to be him. I wanted to do. He touched me. He would minister a twenty-five minute sermon and sing a course before he uh, would would preach. He always sung a course, Holy Spirit, Thou art well, or something like that, and. It would. I, I cannot explain to you. To this day, my mind goes back to listening to those tapes as a teenager, and even though I'd never met him, he was a famous speaker in the denomination that I was in, the Church of God. I never dreamed that I would meet him. I even had a dream about him. I even—he was that big of a deal in my life that I—I I dreamed that I. I, I saw him and had a dream about him. I was, he, you know, cause not, not like a, in a weird way, it was just, he was so big yeah. to me. And that was God almost, I know it was God using him to to give me a model of what my ministry could do to touch people wow. uh, if I would believe him.
3: Yeah.
1: and And the weird thing is, is through the years, one thing leads to another. I start ministering. The next thing you know, I really did meet him and his brother Steve. And then we began, then I preached for him and I preached for his brother. And it's the weirdest thing. You 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 end up in a world that that in your wildest dreams, you wow. could never put into words the impact, the times that when they preached, the sermons went so deep that... Uh, that it um, it was the engrafted word. You know, it's like a, a branch is, that is engrafted means it was broken and, and it's connected now. And what happens is it, a, a grafted branch means, uh, you know, it was a separate thing, but now it's, that's the kind of thing that happens. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you connect with a ministry, when God connects you with a ministry, Um, You may never meet that person, but if you're in the ministry and you stay connected in the spirit, there will be a life-giving source through that ministry, through the wisdom, through the word that God gives that person. T.F. Tenney was one for me and others. I could start naming Tommy Barnett and so many others that through the years, I never dreamed I would ever be on the same planet anywhere near those people and all of those people became my dear friends you know people that i never so god knows how to connect us you know to the people and generationally he knows how to connect us and i don't believe in accidents and you can't make it happen yeah you can't you can't pursue me or him enough to make that happen it's that there's a grace there's an ease there's a um, destiny because you wouldn't give up. You kept coming around yeah. or whatever it was. I don't know. I don't know how y'all ended up here, but yeah. God knows what he's doing. And I don't know how you ended up on that stage, but <laughs> but that's God. He gets all the glory. Yeah. He raises up. Yeah. He does what he wants to do. And it's not about us. Yeah. It's about him and his kingdom. But he's looking at our hearts and he's saying, I, I want I want the same spirit that's on Moses to be on the 70 elders. And the only wow. question you need to ask, can God trust my spirit on 70 others? And I hope he can. You know, that, that's, the, wow. that's the heavy responsibility side. That's because if, if we mess up, if he messes up and I
2: mess up, it has a ripple effect. So stay strong. Can I ask you a question? You, you were talking about the uh, the young communicators of today, and uh, just the the way that uh, I think Ty is one of the best speakers I've ever heard. And the thing is, there's there's pockets of people all over the country that are preaching just like Ty. Um, but I think with that, it's now easier to compare compare ministries, yeah. compare speaking. Uh, compare opportunities, compare styles, all those different things than it's ever been before because you don't have to go hear them in person. You know, you can hear anybody at any time. Um, When you were a young preacher, you know, teenager, early 20s, um, did you have to wrestle with comparison with other ministries? Oh,
3: absolutely. I can't can't imagine
1: that. That's why the Apostle Paul said you're not wise when you do that. Yeah. Um, Because, you know... Uh, yes, one hundred percent. I always compare myself. At, we came up in the same denomination, me and Perry Stone, yeah. and like he would have big revivals, and I would have some big revivals, and and it was always. He's one of my best friends, wow. but but it there was always a, a little bit of uh, uh, I don't want to say competing, but we're both kind of aggressive <laughs> yeah. kind of leaders, you know that that want to that want to go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you don't let... I did have to reach a point where I realized I will never be what He is. So I'm going to stop trying and be what God wants me to be. So good. And the amazing thing is when I relaxed in that, your gift just makes room for you. And, and you know, that's a, big, that's a big thing to learn. That's a big thing to stop trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, you can you can learn a lot from watching somebody like that, and they will, and, and let them spur you on. Maybe like I remember Perry got Perry started um, growing. Like he got an office, and he had you know, uh, which was unheard of, you know. And he had a little staff, and he had uh, he had a magazine, and he had a back then you know a little magazine, and all these things, and 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 i i was like i got to do that i got to do that <laughs> so i tried you know but they, they they it wouldn't go anywhere and so you finally realize i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do what i know i'm i'm called to do and what i have a, a grace to
3: do yeah so good i think the going back to what you were talking about earlier being kind of impacted by people's ministry I know people watching, we've all been impacted by that little Brown book that you wrote on fasting. It was one of the first Christian books I ever saw my mom read. And that's really what kind of connected me to your ministry. And even the story I talked about when my brother died May 28th, I visited Free Chapel June 4th. You preached on the power of expectation and you talked about how even if you expect God to use your tragedy, He can actually use it for the glory of God. And it was something that, as you're talking about, that message got engrafted to me. And I don't think everyone has this natural kind of like opportunities, but God has now opened up doors with you and with other leaders that I look up to. I think a question I would love both of you to even ask, because I was thinking about this the other day when I was calling somebody, I was a pastor and it was a leader. And I was like, I can ask him this or this or this. And then I realized, I don't even know what I should be asking a person of this caliber, so my question is that if someone does get positioned in front of a minister that they look up to, like you guys, what questions should we be asking? What What are you guys looking for from our generation when it comes to the way we carry ourselves, the way we lead? Like, what are the practical That's things great. you would encourage? That's great.
0: I, I would, for for me, what it's been, at least with with Pastor Jensen, and I think it, you really have to find, I mean, I've got a lot of different people over yeah. the years that that have spoken into my life. A lot of amazing people, incredible people. I don't know if I ever went pragmatic at any of them. Of yeah. them. Like, how do I ask this question or that question? I would do my best to, to through honor and through uh, Good. whatever access I did have to try to build the relationship, yeah. find a way to add value to them. So for me, whenever I look up to someone I don't look to them for my benefit. Yeah. I'm asking myself, how can I so add
3: value helpful. to them? That's so good. So
0: because if I th- start thinking about my benefit, then I can feel overlooked or offended. But if I keep saying my job is to add, I'm here for their benefit. That's what I do. That's helpful. That's my call. That's my assignment. Then as a result, when I'm serving to his benefit or somebody else's, then I get protection. Yeah. Yeah. So what normally happens is you start accessing them, and then you're in a challenge. You're, which to me is where my questions come from. I'm like, yeah. I, this is bigger. I, this is it. This is the big one. You know, like I, yeah. I feel my chest is closing, closing in. I don't know if I can get through this. And then because you built the bridge, you can now drive something weighty over it. It's yeah. not wow. some little flimsy thing. It can handle. it. So now you got something real. You can ask a real question. Wow, that's helpful. Hey. You know, and uh, so I, I would say relationship matters for me. Uh, I watch a lot of people even in our world, uh, pastors or whatever, they'll be like, hey, can I come spend a morning with you? Can I come spend a day with you? And they will. And then I don't hear about it from them for three or four years. And I think they missed the most important part. And that was wow. Wow. the connection, the relationship, letting me know what they did with what I talked about. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have, you, you don't have to obsess about it every day, every week, but just occasionally... Stay close, stay in touch. Keep the keep the flow going. Don't don't starve it. Don't get offended if somebody's not responding. Keep, yeah. and if you'll build that relationship, then the day will come, like it's happened with him, where I'll have a real concern, a real question, a real yeah. challenge. I'll be in the trial of my life, and in my mind, there's no way anybody's gone through what I'm really going through. I think yeah. that this, and and then someone like him will show the scars, yeah, wow. because you are. Vo- now I can be vulnerable. Now I can be transparent. Now I can say, you know, I'm hurting here or I've missed it here or I feel like I'm failing in this area. And then they'll open up because they it at a in a higher way, in a deeper way, even because there's relationship. Yeah.
3: That's good. So that's
0: what questions? I don't I don't know if that's the best you can get a book of questions from John Maxwell and oozy them away at somebody, but For me, the impartation comes through the relationship, and then there'll be moments that you need somebody. And when you really need somebody, it just happened just now. Uh, With my family, a situation uh, with one of my family members, that they're going through, I didn't ask him to do anything, but he saw my family member, and he immediately prayed for her, reached out to her. But the relationship built that I'm here for his benefit. I'm not at Forward Conference for yeah. my benefit, I'm here because it means something to him. I yeah. love being here, I like to be here, but I'm doing it because I know he yeah. needs to know, I'm lifting your arms up, I'm praying for you, I'm so, believing in your so dreams. I, it means the world to me to watch you flourish and succeed. I love it, I, w- I, w- I want to see it. And then now the protection comes Wow. where I need it most, which was with a family member of mine. Wow. God spoke through him to them. I didn't plan that. It was relationship. Then the challenge came and the only protection that can come through a covering and a real relationship was there. And and I don't know the fruit of that right now, but I can imagine 30, 40, 50 years from now, that family member will tell that story. Yes. Powerful. But I didn't go at it looking for that. Yeah. I went at it just saying, I'll build it the bridge i'll do what i have to do 22 years of building a bridge you know and then protection comes so that's, that's if awesome, your generation could do anything i would say say so true. work really hard at not looking for the opportunity in a yeah. relationship but looking how can you add value. yeah if you get nothing back how can you add value and if you'll do that eventually it'll click eventually you'll separate yourself from the crowd because most everybody's got their hand out yeah you know so just don't be that that guy come to add value come to serve and yeah that's good very good
2: very good very helpful all right. I'm going to, I'm going to keep asking. Cause we're, we're sitting, I mean, I've, I've been thinking about these questions for years. And if I get a chance to ask them, so, uh, Pastor Jensen, you're writing a sermon. It's Monday morning. Does, does the sermon come, you talked about burden and need. Does it primarily come from that place in the moments when you don't wake up on Monday and have a particular burden or, or something that you feel like your church, your congregation needs to hear? Um, where do you go then? I, I'm about to launch a church in September, and this, this is the first time in five years that I'll be preaching every week. And I've got ideas and been praying, but I know that there's going to hit a point where it's like, where do we go from here? And, and what do you do on those weeks? How do you?
1: Um, so I've been, I've been in both places. I'm, I've been pastoring now for 30 plus years. I have that experience of now. Yeah. Which is totally different than when I first started pastoring, the only church i 've ever pastored, and I had perfected twenty sermons yeah. that worked anywhere I went, yeah. and they would move a move God just used those words i don 't know it just it just worked, yeah. and it brought revival and then so then came that moment that you 're talking about, where the reality is back then. I was preaching three sermons a week, different sermons, oh. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Wow! and it was expected that you'd bring it. Wow. wow. And uh, what that does to you is it almost kills you, number one, which is not good, but it was how it was, yeah. and God gave me a grace, God helped me, but I would dig, I would beg, steal, borrow, anything I had to do to get through the week. Now, that's what I had to do. Now, it's a different world. It's a different platform. Yeah. And so what I've learned at this season is I never want to sit down on a Monday and have an empty page knowing that Sunday's coming. What helps me tremendously is to have three or four messages that I already have. It takes all the pressure off. I know they're solid messages. And so, how do you do that? You may have to really focus, cause you have to you have to pick and choose, especially in administrative stuff. And when you're building a church and you don't have a team that you can really throw this and that on, and people don't understand it when you got 150, 200 people, and 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 they don't want to talk to your assistant, and they could care less about whether the youth pastor comes and sees them, they expect you to be there. And I get that. I've done that. I've been in that world. I'm still in that world in some ways. But, but by that, I mean, I mean, um, you know, you have to give yourself. We can't wait on tables. You know, the, the book of Acts story. And they gave themselves to the word. They gave themselves to prayer. And so you have to sit aside time, and you have to say, "I'm going to study. These are my days of study. This is my time of study. I'm not, I'm not open to any and everything." Yeah. Uh, and and you just get you. That's where the magic has to happen. You open up. Shop and you say, but it's also he said something so powerful. If you're a communicator, you are listening all the time, yeah. just listening all the time, and so you know you 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 constantly have to feed yourself if you're going to be a feeder. Yeah, and so you know, take it in, take it in, whether that's in book form, whether that's in uh, audio books, whether that's in messages, and this person, that person, all all kinds of people listen, keep fresh, listen to. Listen to, to uh, you know, and as you do that, things start stirring. Yeah. Um, I don't like that feeling, though, that what you just described yeah. of it's Monday and I got to have a sermon. Yeah. I, I despise that feeling. And I, although I still get it, I don't feel the pressure that I used to feel because I know I've got messages. Yeah. And if God doesn't give me something new, that's a sign to me by a certain point in the week. Go back to something he has given you and yeah. keep reading. And I'll read through old notes. Take good notes because those notes 20 years from now yeah. can come alive and speak to you and your congregation in magnificent ways. Um, if you don't, you know, go back and reread what God's already said yeah. and something will come alive. Love it. And if it does, feed it feed yeah. it because now you know so much more now you have so many more illustrations and and stories and, and things that you can throw into that and feed into that that's really how it starts i wish i had some that's easier great. method to describe awesome. to you but that's that's it i love it and god is faithful noah god called you and and it, uh, i used this illustration one time I gave, I gave a hundred dollar bill and I told this guy, his name is Anthony. I told him to put it, put the hundred dollar, slip it in his wife's Bible and don't tell her, just slip it in there. And he slipped it in there in the middle of my sermon. I called her out and I said, I want you to give me a hundred dollar bill. I know you've got one. And she, she's in front of everybody. She said, I don't have it. I said, Oh, yes, you do. And she said, No, I don't. And I said, Well, well, check that Bible. She said, "Pastor, I don't have any money." She opened it up, and there was a hundred-dollar bill. And the point that I was making was, I know what I put wow. in you. Yeah. I know what I gave to wow. you. You don't know what I gave. You don't know what He gave to you. I didn't know what God gave to me. I didn't see it. Didn't believe in it. Yeah. Didn't. Still, at times, uh, God still makes you have those moments to keep you on your knees. Uh, so funny, we were laughing the other week. I had one of those weeks. I, I was as dry as I could be. I had read. I had done everything. All I had was a thought, and and so I got up and preached that thought. It was really a story, and I it didn't go like I wanted it to go, <laughs> like I thought it was going to go. And I was so I felt like I did. I just it was just one of those funky days. Some days, some Sundays, wow. it was raining. The music was kind of, something was just kind of not, you know, I thought, well, they'll be so strong. Maybe the Lord's going to take <laughs> yeah. a. No, they were having one of those days too. And it's just like everybody you walk in and it's down and it's kind of, you You just feel, and then I'm supposed, that's when I really need a word to, you know, and, and I get up and I'm like, man, this is not going like I thought and cost, you know, and, and I don't, know. I don't know what it is about those times. There are days where you stroke, but here's what I've learned. The next Sunday was, I thought nobody would come back. <laughs> I thought the place and it was filled and the Lord moved and you just keep doing it. Yeah. And even those messages that you don't think are that powerful, they, God uses the vessel. God uses the vessel and his word will not return unto him void. So stay after it. I think that's the key. Stay after it. Keep learning. Keep taking in. Study. You know, listen. Get around communicators. Do like y'all Y'all. That's what y'all are doing. You're pursuing it. And it'll find you. Yeah. It'll find you. Thank you. It'll find you. And the messages will come. There's a grace. Truly, there is a grace that kicks in. You scratch your head and say, I look at some of my old notes, like 30 years ago notes. And I'm like, did I preach that? Because <laughs> they do transcripts of word for word. And it's like, where, where's the beef? Like that old Burger King thing. You know, where's the beef? Where, where, what is that what you preach for 40 minutes? Is that? And and only God could. But the church kept growing. Wow. So it, it is a grace that you stepped into with your church. And God's going to help you. Thank you. Amen. Same with a youth pastor. The moment you say yes yeah. to that call, you may not even know half how you're doing it, and what you're doing. Keep pursuing it. Keep pursuing it. Yeah. Any thoughts?
0: Amen. I mean, I mean, it, what he said is I'm in my mind, I'm like, if you're gonna be a weekly communicator, it just never stops. Sunday's never. coming, Sunday's coming, Sunday's coming. And so you just begin to develop that the disciplines to always be prepared, always be ready, you know, and, uh, you guys obviously just listening to both of you you have an eye for content. That's something he taught me a long time ago that, that you have to have an eye for it. Um, and he even said, as you guys were talking to talking up from the stage, he kept saying, I told you, I told you, you know, see, they've got to see and everybody was Their, their, your content was so refined the other stuff that just comes—the weightiness, the authority, the the dominion, the the sense of like what you're saying carries more weight. That comes through the
1: spirit. Just the giving. spirit carries massive weight because the people sitting out there will be touched more by your spirit, by the sincerity, by the the uh, the true. It's not hype. It's not. It's it's a vulnerability almost that that is pure and real. When you speak from that kind of uh, place, it, because anybody can get content, anybody can get content, but when it's coming from the realness of the fact that you've been with the Lord, that, that is the force that makes the difference. That is the thing that will touch that, the people and they will know, I my sheep know my voice. So if you've got his voice, wow, you know, and then you have to learn how to relax in that and be you and bring it like you bring it. But uh, then, you know, then there's some fine tuning that I think, like, really think the altar service is through the best you can. Try to figure out, you know, where, where you're wanting to go with it and let the let And maybe it's a song that can yeah. get
3: you there. So, you know, man, so helpful. Yeah, I, I think- want to um, go ahead, Sean. No, I think as we like maybe one of the last questions I have for the both of you just in the season, me and Victoria are thinking about our family and growing our family. Noah has two children and even seeing you guys like I see Courtney behind the camera. I see Connor, who did a phenomenal job at this conference, your children serving in the house of God. I think what's so great about the both of you is not just that you're great ministers, but you have great families. And I think sometimes people, even in my season, we just wanna be a great minister. We're not thinking about our future sons and daughters. And I feel like you guys have done such a great job leading your families. What is something we can do right now to make our families a priority?
1: I, I would encourage you to start with your wife. Honor your wife. Show her honor. Talk about your wife. Um, honor her from your heart, not for show, not not for that. Listen to her. Listen to her. Uh, honor her. Uh, start it there. I mean, not in not in just like a show, but really, really honor her and realize that you, that she is equal with you. That the ministry does not give you an upper hand wow. in uh, in being because you're anointed. Uh, marriage, don't don't play that. <laughs> no. Ma- marriage is like, um, I appreciate you're anointed, but, but this is a real marriage. This is a real marriage. And, you know, it's gonna require you being equal, not you here and her there. You know, you up here and she's down there. And that's so easy to happen because when God really does use you in powerful ways, you can almost come out and almost see like where well, the devil's trying to distract me here. Your wife is never a demonic distraction. Wow. Uh, that, is, that is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so you really have to work on that. You really have to. The more you honor her, the more you honor Christ. Yeah. And the more you uh, understand that two are better than one. Two are better, and you have obtained favor from the Lord, according to Scripture, when you find your wife. And so that is the favor of God you're treating there. Do you want more favor? How are you treating your wife? Wow. Do you want more favor on your ministry? How are you treating your wife? Because you obtain favor. Yeah. Uh, whosoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of Amen. the Lord. So um wow. treat, remember that. It'll make you not be so sharp tongued or <laughs> so quick, you know, to be rude or whatever, you know.
0: Work on that. Yeah. It's helpful. Amen. So helpful. So good. I want I want to take some time as we just wrap up. And I know that Noah, you're planting a church, right? Yep. Can you yes. just briefly tell us where you're planting, yeah. when you're planting, yeah. the name of your church? So maybe somebody's listening can Thank you. be praying. Maybe they have a family member in that area, or maybe they're not in a church and they live yeah. there po- possibly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, we're planting a
2: church called Way Church, and uh, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, so We're, great we're city. in the city. We're, uh, we're about two exits south. We're launching in Lipsicum Academy uh, School. So we're renting out their chapel, and uh, we start our weekly services on September 10th. So uh, two and a half months from when we're recording right now. So uh, God has put an amazing, amazing team um, around us. And uh, we're actually starting to gather with our launch team starting tomorrow in Nashville just to pray and ask God to move in our city. And uh, we're we're terrified and excited (laughs) at the same time.
0: So. Yeah, you're, gonna, you. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill it. And then Tyshawn, you're traveling primarily, yes. helping churches, speaking, preaching. Yeah. Just just got that. back from Australia and New yes. Zealand. Did you yeah. go to New Zealand? I didn't
1: go to New Zealand. Okay,
3: Australia. How long were you there? Uh forty two days. Forty two <laughs> days. <laughs> And so I'm just traveling and serving and just kind of taking the message of the gospel everywhere I go. So such feel feel very privileged. Feel like I'm in over my head a little bit, yeah. but I'm excited to see what God continues to do.
0: And so if you're looking for somebody to come and help your church, of course I know Tashawn would would love to hear from you. And we just want to say we're proud of you. You know and what you're doing. And- Absolutely. And we watch you know God's hand on your life today. And uh, is it okay if we just pray for you? Pray for this next yes. season of your lives and. And we're just trusting that God's best is in front of you. So Jesus, we lift up Noah and we lift up Tyshawn and father. We just asking for you to preserve them, protect them, bless them, prosper them, raise them up father, to be an influence, to be an example of integrity, humility, power, anointing revelation, insight father, We thank you for what their futures hold, and Father, we thank you for all of those lives that are assigned to them and their obedience, their steps of obedience, and Holy Spirit, we thank you. You're already preparing hearts. You're already breaking up the ground where they're going. You're already uh, aligning the right people, Mm. that their job is you've already prepared the good works beforehand for them. Their job is to take those steps and walk in it. And I just thank you that their feet are anointed, their steps are anointed, their path is anointed. And so, Father, we just bless them today. Thank you for all that they poured into us and so many. And so, Father, we're just asking for your continued hand to be on their life in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'd like to say just
1: one word to you. That. When I first went to Free Chapel, I I so related to what you just said. I looked up, terrified is is the correct word. And when you said that, uh, it took me back. It took me back to those first, the first service. It was surreal. It was unreal. And I had no idea, and yet I did know what God was going to do. If, I, if I'm to be truthful, I hear people all the time say I had no idea. I knew in my heart if I could let God do what He wanted to do and wouldn't get in the way, that that church was going to do something significant for God's glory. And I feel like telling you what the Lord shared with me in the early days. And I didn't get it till I was just He just said your name, Noah. And one of the things, one of the big principles the Lord spoke to me is he said, "As you, when we started building our first church, he, I said, Lord, that's such a big church. How are we going to fill it? And the Lord said to me, just like my spirit spoke to the animals and two by two, they came from every direction to the ark. Tell Noah, I'm already speaking to people. And they're going to come, families, couples, they're going to come, and it will be a supernatural thing. You will be so amazed as they'll come from the north, south, east, and west, and that place will be filled. Rest in that, in the name of Jesus. He's going to give you a full ark of people His Spirit has drawn. They'll find you. You just keep the door open, Noah. (laughs) Because they're coming.
2: Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Amen.
0: Well, thank you. If you enjoyed this, of course, we would love for you to subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Maybe even share it. And again, we're so glad that you're with us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Mentoring Moments with Jensen Franklin and Marcus Mika. Leave a comment to join the conversation. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.